Welcome back to another episode of Data Science at Home podcast. I'm Francesco, podcasting from the regular office of Leuven in Belgium. Today I'm not alone. I am, guess what, with another Italian. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hello, Mara. How are you doing? Hi, Francesco. Um, ciao, I would say. Uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Um, it's really a pleasure to be here with another fellow Italian. Indeed, I, I was about to say ciao as well, but I think that ciao is the most international word so far. <laughs> but exactly. I guess we, <laughs> we can continue with English maybe, right? <laughs> True, absolutely. <laughs> All right, that's great. So I'm with Mara Pometti and uh, uh, Mara is uh, a, a, a super interesting figure out there because she's global AI strategist at IBM. <laughs> I mean, I'm so... I'm so Excited to have you here on the show because today we're going to speak about a lot of good stuff uh, and especially about AI for the enterprise and, and much, much more. We're going to speak about strategy. We're going to speak about um, implementation, technical debt gap in the enterprise and, and, and much, much more. So I'm really excited to start. What do you think, Mara? Should we? Yeah, let's go. Absolutely. I'm super excited. <laughs> Great. So the first question is going to be kind of trivial for you to answer. Uh, who is Mara Pometti? Let's ask her. Okay. <laughs> it seems a very simple question, but actually, okay, uh, it would be hard to define myself, let's say. So um, I'm Mara Pometti. I, I live in London and I've been with IBM for almost three years. Um, recently, I work, uh, as you said, as a um, global AI strategist for the IBM uh, Global um, Chief AI Office, um, which is very new, uh, by the way. Um, and uh, um, I, I actually, my training, though, uh, it's pretty unique because uh, I landed uh, um, in IBM as uh, a data journalist. So I, I wasn't a data scientist, uh, even if I was working already with data, um, but my focus exactly was on storytelling and journalism. My experiences were in newsrooms and uh, data-driven design companies. Um, and so when I started um, in IBM with uh, a team of data scientists named uh, IBM Data Science and AI Elite Team, um, basically, I had to um, create something new, a new methodology uh, for combining uh, uh, totally different skills, um, like the ones that uh, I have in journalism, into the domain of AI and data science. And so it was a pretty unique challenge, I guess. And in fact, I was really excited about uh, this big uh, switch in career uh, and uh, it proved to be, uh, I mean, I, it proved to be a very, very good uh, um, experience, especially for the innovation that uh, brought to the table. Um, so, right. um, yeah. Well, that's great also because, I mean, data journalism is something that affects uh, pretty much any sector and we're going to expand on that in, in a few minutes. Um, but before we get there, uh, what are the type of AI projects that you or your team at IBM usually deal with? 
Yeah, absolutely. So what we do, uh, it's fewfold. Um, the team, the IBM chief AI officer team actually um, is responsible for two things. So overseeing the internal IBM AI strategy um, with uh, um, really um, coordinating all our AI products, meaning Watson, and also to help our clients, IBM clients, uh, to design and execute an AI strategy. Um, IBM's AI strategy really um, rallies around uh, three main pillars, which are automation, so how we automate the processes and how we automate the AI itself and its processes. Um, language, the language of the business, so how we use uh, NLP um, and other um, AI solutions to really extract uh, uncovered uh, insights into the language of the business and how we train models on that particular specific language for each enterprise. And then trust which is infused throughout every um, AI solution, every AI life cycle. So these are the main three, uh, the three core um, elements of what we do as AI strategy team. Um, I specifically am responsible for leading that with clients uh, um, and really helping them with their AI strategy. Um, so um, I'm client facing and um, yeah, we, we help basically clients uh, on developing multiple um, AI solutions according to their main needs, which is very important because uh, um, we always start from enterprises needs uh, and what are their business challenges. Um, so we don't sparkle AI just because uh, it's hype, just because it's cool, just because it seems the buzzword right. today. Yeah, that, that's what like that would have been my next question. In fact, you kind of anticipated me uh, in a positive way, I would say, uh, <laughs> because indeed, as you already mentioned, there is there might be some sort of difference between you know AI the way you know practitioners or people are not really technical or are not really familiar with this uh, uh, this amazing field. Of course, uh, the way they perceive AI is pretty different from the way we do AI. Um, and so my question to you is, uh, in your opinion, from your point of view, what are the most noticeable differences between AI uh, as we see it from the outside world and AI for the enterprise? Yeah, that's a very, very uh, smart question, actually, because uh, um, I'd say that uh, everyone of us uh, um, experiences uh, AI, the AI's effects today. Uh, but um, we experience that uh, in, the, in the most of the cases uh, through companies' uh, services, uh, through companies' uh, solutions. And so the AI that we see in enterprises, uh, um, it's uh, um, artificial, it's about artificial intelligence solutions. Uh, and products uh, or algorithms and machine learning models that are applied to specific business use cases, meaning that uh, that solution has to accomplish a particular task or goal in order to 
eventually provide uh, um, a solution, uh, an objective, uh, achieving an objective, or um, providing uh, a better service to people. So if we look at uh, AI, for example, in the space of research or in the space of um, companies that are just uh, experimenting with uh, models and techniques and the technology itself, um, the most of those, uh, um, I mean, sometimes it happens that they haven't, uh, um, they don't have in mind any final business, I mean, any final users, uh, not business user, users. Um, and uh, while you apply, I mean, whether um, when you apply AI in an enterprise, you have in mind a user, you have in mind a customer, a final person that will ultimately use that solution directly or indirectly. And so there is always a persona, I would say, in mind, and there is an actual application and uh, an operationalization of AI when we talk about AI in enterprise, which is something that we don't see um, in other environments, as I said, for example, research, uh, because uh, the needs uh, are totally different. I mean, the needs of a company are totally different from an environment like research or academia or um, other types of, uh, of those environments. And so the mm, AI in, enterprise, in the enterprise, it's uh, very unique, very specific. Um, we can really define very well um, how to use it for, for enterprise and what are the main needs. Well, what you are saying makes absolute sense because, um, in fact, I would say that, uh, first of all, it's true. I find exactly the same things that you already mentioned. Uh, the purpose of using AI uh, in the enterprise uh, is very targeted, uh, it's very specific to indeed uh, the the business itself. Um, it is not so specific uh, for academia, for research, or even for practitioners who just use AI because, uh, as you mentioned, it's cool uh, and why not, <laughs> without having a specific target. Indeed, um, I would also add, and uh, I would like to uh, you know have your own opinion on, on on this. Is that these differences for the enterprise, in fact, drives some sort of strategy that is present in the enterprise and probably not or definitely less in the outside world. Do, do you agree with me? Yeah, absolutely, yes. And so let, let's speak about strategy now that we mentioned. What do you mean by AI strategy or what's AI strategy for Mara Pometti? AI strategy is something totally new. Um, if you think about it, uh, we, we wouldn't uh, um, hear this term, this word, uh, like only two years ago, for example. And so it's something that the companies are progressively realizing uh, that it's needed for the enterprise because AI strategy, what I usually say is that AI strategy today is business strategy. AI it's not anymore um, an adjunction to the business, but uh, is how to, I mean, it's how the business uh, defines uh, uh, its strategic business objectives, uh, because those uh, um, 
initiatives, uh, I mean, a business and enterprise initiatives uh, really have to rally around uh, um, NEI solution to better achieve business objectives, uh, to better help an enterprise to expand the business, uh, to find a new pocket of growth. And so um, AI, it's becoming the core of the enterprise itself. And so it's important for companies understand what's their strategy um, towards AI, how they are going to use AI to succeed uh, um, in their challenges, their business challenges. And so they don't have any more. I mean, it's not enough anymore thinking about AI just in uh, like something that the IT department will take care of. Because uh, everyone today in an enterprise uh, has a stake in AI. Everyone really from the HR, from the chief innovation officer, from of course the main uh, um, uh, department like uh, the chief data office or the chief analytics office. So everyone really has a stake in that and everyone has to take part in the conversation on how AI is gonna be used in an enterprise from a different level and perspectives from regulation to the technology, to the use of the data, to the application of the model, to the trustworthiness of the models. And so it's really important to change the mindset toward which companies approach AI strategy and really reconsider the way on, on which they are thinking about the application and the use of AI models to come up with better solution for their business. Um, and, and that really ultimate uh, can uh, even reinvent the business model itself. We are really at the beginning of a big transformation if you think about it. Uh, um, AI, as I said, it's gonna change the business model of enterprises because uh, um, this new technology, it's really gonna replace old, uh, um, processes uh, with the systems that the companies has used to rely on for years. Um, and so um, AI strategy, it's really how the business will uh, reconceive itself and the um, operations uh, uh, that, uh, um, that lead its, uh, its strategy. That's a great answer. I mean, I totally agree with you that AI has become indeed something that goes, you know, across the enterprise. It touches pretty much any department nowadays. Um, and indeed, as you say, I really marry your words. It essentially uh, affects any department out there. Everybody's involved. Everybody has a stake, as you said, in AI today. I would still you know, push gas on uh, on the AI strategy. I'm very excited about this word. Uh, so, Mara, I would like to ask you, how would you go by, you know, designing an AI strategy for the enterprise, first of all? And uh, you also mentioned the word trust. Um, what do you mean by that? Yeah, um, absolutely. So we have created, I mean, I with other business, I mean, senior business leaders in IBM, we co-created a very new, unique methodology um, that is uh, um, a human-centered methodology um, created for solving data and AI problems. And we use that methodology to create uh, enterprise AI strategies, um, which uh, uh, by being uh, exactly um, human-centered, 
um, make sure the deliver, I mean, the, the creation of uh, AI solutions that are trusted by people that are trustworthy, basically. Um, and so how we do that, how I do that, usually it's really by um, having um, two types of sessions uh, with companies, um, a strategy session with the C-suite execs. Um, so all the people that really know the business and the strategic business objectives that they want to achieve as an enterprise. And so we have a first session where we design uh, um, what the AI strategy would look like from a business perspective. And we come up with a, a concrete and well-defined business hypothesis that basically map the AI use cases that together we come up with to um, very uh, specific key business metrics. And after um, creating the business hypothesis, I have a second session, a technical session, with data scientists, data engineers, the ML engineers, the designers, the developers, so all the people that will be actually um, part of the implementation of a solution. And together we um, think creatively about the data, we assess the data, its status, how it's being collected, organized, analyzed, the AI status in the enterprise, and then uh, through some uh, um, exercises also of uh, AI explainability and AI ethics, we come up with uh, um, a very clear roadmap and blueprint for the execution of the solutions that are needed by the business, by the enterprise. So this is uh, very briefly how um, we design um, an AI strategy and also how we help companies to execute the strategy because if we think about the strategy itself, usually strategy is um, a bridge basically between the challenges faced by people, um, by the users and the actions needed uh, to overcome those challenges. And how we build that bridge with AI solutions, that's what we do over those sessions. So how we are going to employ AI to really solve humans' problems, uh, to really give a solution to people for their struggles in order to better achieve their business objectives in the enterprise or to make, for example, uh, their customers uh, more satisfied. Um, and so um, this is what the AI strategy um, really is about. Um, and by doing that, we really help and enable enterprises to start their journey in, in really designing the overall um, enterprise AI strategy. Yeah, that's that makes total sense. So there is kind of a combination between designing the strategy and then actually implementing kind of in a feedback loop between the two, right? Yes, exactly. Um, we don't uh, exclude from the strategy part, the implementation, so the execution, because right. as I said, even in these sessions, it's really important to come up with uh, well-defined actions because the strategy, it's not just the way that you are going to achieve some objectives, but it's also the how you're going to do that. And so even if we don't talk specifically about implementation details over these two sessions, still we have clear actions from the people that are going to work on these solutions so that they have clear in mind how they are going to take the data, 
and how what they are going to do with the data in terms of AI, what kind of models they are going to uh, to implement. And as I said, infused throughout this process, we have exercises specifically built for ensuring AI ethics and AI explainability. That's that's amazing, and we're gonna touch on these uh, two very topics in a matter of seconds. But being this, uh, you know, feedback loop between um, defining a strategy, designing a strategy, and actually implementing, or at least discussing about a potential implementation, there is one other thing in the in the equation that is explaining results, and that's something that I really would like to uh, uh, to to have a conversation with you uh, because that's actually one of the major gaps between. Uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, data science, in all fields, in all sectors, essentially, is how do we explain what we found? Uh, Now, I'm going to tell you, it's not so much of a secret, but when I was a student at Politecnico di Milano, where you come from, actually, uh, you know, I had uh, very nice conversations with people like me, uh, other software developers, other engineers, other scientists, right? Uh, I was very comfortable I still am very comfortable with numbers and statistics and probably less with, with people. Now, that's kind of the, the rule rather than the exception, uh, especially in, in large enterprises. So how do you deal with that? Like someone has to explain their findings to other people, other human beings, right? How does that happen? What do you think is the best approach for that? I mean, this question, it's really close to my heart because I started actually, as I said at the beginning, uh, bringing data storytelling practices in the domain of AI and data science because I realized by working with clients um, that that skills of really communicating the AI's results, meaning the data, um, was really needed because uh, we um, most of the times really deal with business users, business people. Um, and so um, when I experienced uh, uh, the, my colleagues, data scientists, uh, providing results in the form of Jupyter notebooks <laughs> or just the formulas coming out of the uh, models and technical KPIs, I was puzzled. And it was like, okay, dude, that's not going to work. We are dealing oh, yeah. with <laughs> business people, not just data scientists. So it's like talking to different languages, right? Yeah. And so that's where the power of data storytelling comes in. Because, um, I mean, uh, um, data visualization itself, uh, uh, it's never the point. Data visualization, it's a mean that we can use and the data scientists use to really uh, discover insights in the data and uh, show results, show their findings. But if we don't use stories, we will always fail to communicate data and AI insights. And so basically data storytelling really merge our analytical intelligence, uh, which drives the decisions to our emotional intelligence. And so it's the perfect combination of the um, AI realm, data science realm, and the storytelling realm. Um, and it's the best way to communicate the data. Now, how I use that today in AI strategy, um, it's something uh, um, pretty unique that I've been working a lot, really. Uh, the experience with the client help uh, um, immensely in that because what I do is uh, uh, through the methodology that I explained, uh, 
defining and designing AI solution, AI business solutions by uncovering and revealing overlooked insights uh, in companies' data. And I do that uh, then after the workshop by really crafting the AI's outcome, meaning the data, into visual stories that lay out the vision for a long-term AI strategy. So what I do, it's really taking all the data and the opportunities discovered over the workshops and merging those opportunities with the actual data that the data scientists work over the implementation phase to really combine what's what we achieved already with the vision of what that could be um, and returning a visual story that is explainable and digestible by every user, by everyone in the organization, not just data scientists. And this method is really powerful because uh, it, uh, it really, um, everyone can understand it. Uh, and so we unlock basically the um, complexity uh, behind the eye, uh, so to make it explainable to everyone. Well, that's a true democratization of artificial intelligence for the enterprise, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a really a big supporter for democratization of AI through uh, exactly um, storytelling, specifically stories. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Now, what happens when there is a technological gap or, you know, a so-called technological debt or skill debt. Um, that's something that happens all the time. Uh, as I said, especially in the enterprise, um, we cannot expect that 100% of our colleagues are uh, technically prepared or are data scientists or are data engineers. Uh, so we need to find a way to explain and to bring them in the conversation, whoever they are. Uh, so what happens when, you know, something is really hard to explain? So have you ever had the, you know, the scenario in which even with the storytelling approach, the concept was so elaborate, so complex, so difficult to explain that the gap was still there? Actually, um, you can face uh, some of those challenges. Uh, um, I mean, uh, the complexity inherent uh, in AI, it's uh, really high, but uh, um, that's why we need uh, good translators. Um, and so it's the, the job of people that really transform algorithms and machine learning models into concrete uh, business results and actionable knowledge to, to really make it explainable, even if it's complex. What I usually say is that uh, um, most of my job uh, is really extracting uh, complexity out of uh, AI solutions. So to return uh, uh, information that naturally flows into people's eyes um, and extracting the complexity out of uh, uh, exactly machine learning model, for example, it's a really tough job, as you said, um, it, it's not easy. You have to talk to data scientists, you have to master the techniques, you, you have to know at least the basic of how you build a model. And so uh, it's really getting to the weeds of what AI means uh, to then return an explainable version of it uh, to really bridge that gap that you mentioned between people that are not uh, technical savvy, I mean, AI savvy. Um, and so it's 
almost uh, all about uh, what I think, uh, at least uh, for my experience and what I do. It's really about uh, um, thoughtful lightness. And, and this is how I call it usually, um, because um, uh, lightness, it's what we need to really democratize AI and really make everyone understand how AI works and how it impacts their life. That's a great answer. I mean, after all, we all drive cars without knowing how they actually work, right? <laughs> Correct. Exactly. That That's scary. In fact, that's why we need more and better ways to explain to everyone how it works. All right. I think we're on the same page here. Uh, I think it's time also to speak about uh, explainable AI. Now, I'm going to tell you something, Mara. Uh, we have been talking about, about explainable AI a number of times on this show in other episodes, and we have reached to the conclusion that sometimes, actually many, many times, it is rather actually better to explain the results rather than having the results per se, right? Uh, so sometimes we found that um, explaining a prediction or how do we, do we get to, to a prediction uh, is much better or much more valuable than the prediction itself. Is that the case at IBM as well, or at least on the project that you deal with on a daily basis? Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, um, explainability is one of the five pillars that uh, um, define what in IBM we call trustworthy AI. And so explainability is a big component that really crosses every AI products, every AI solutions or services that we have. And also when we do that with our services, for example, um, we uh, embed the um, AI explainability component uh, um, in, in our solution. And in fact, uh, actually it's funny because um, I'm about to complete uh, uh, an initiative that we run internally in IBM, specifically um, regarding creating a, a playbook of practices, best practices um, to show with our clients uh, around AI explainability. So to have concrete um, guidelines on how not to just create a, a explainable AI models and how to use our tools to do that, but also how to return those models in a visual form. So how we explain through UI, through data stories, those results. So um, what I usually say is like, how can we get a window um, into um, the behind the scene of AI? How we explain that? Because there are a lot of techniques that the data scientists might use. Uh, like for example, I can think about uh, Lime which is a technique to really understand um, how the, the features of a model contributes to the final solution. But how do we explain that visually? How do, coming back to the point we mentioned earlier, how do we explain that to everyone? And so um, that's all, that also was the point of that initiative. Um, and uh, um, of course, um, we are doing a lot uh, in IBM regarding this topic. Our IBM research is doing a lot of uh, very, very um, innovative, uh, is producing a lot of innovative assets uh, to really amplify the explainability of models. But it's also interesting uh, how we communicate that, uh, how we make users uh, aware of uh, how the AI model came to that final decision, because everyone is entitled to understand 
how that final output uh, was produced, uh, what are the rules behind it, what are the features behind it. Um, and so, so that uh, if you get uh, um, rejection for uh, um, a loan application, you at least are entitled to understand why you have been rejected if the model was biased against a particular um, set of people, pool of people, or maybe if that decision was made with the right data. Um, and so it's really important to make everyone aware of this. Uh, and so that's why really AI explainability is at the core of everything we do. Um, as I said, the technologies and services, both of them. And indeed, there is Lime, there is Shapely Values, there is a lot out there, but still, it depends to whom you are explaining uh, explainable AI. <laughs> Who's the recipient of that explanation? That's very important, as you already mentioned, Mara. Uh, I, I, we are also on the same page here. You see, we are agreeing today on everything. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect <Right>. alignment. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. So, well, I think we are reaching, unfortunately, the end of this episode because I was enjoying so much. Uh, these are very important concepts. This is something that I believe it's not going to be, you know, specific to uh, the enterprise in particular, but it's something that we should start considering also from the outside world. There should be a strategy whenever we think about AI. There should be explainability whenever we think about data science and machine learning. And you know, all these elements that we have discussed today should be, in fact, the rule or the next standard. <laughs> so I'm trying to uh, be an ambassador of your words uh, in the data science community. <laughs> out there i hope i i'm, I'm doing a decent job in, in that you definitely you're doing very well <laughs> thanks you definitely did a great job in explaining to us uh what's going on at ibm and of course uh what is ai strategy and why uh, we should give a strategy the attention it deserves that was IBM Global AI Strategist, Mara Pometti from IBM. Mara, it was a nice, nice experience, and I really appreciate you were on the show. Thank you very much, Francesco. I had a blast, so thank you for having me. And to the followers of Data Science at Home podcast, of course, feel free to participate to uh, our Discord channel. Uh, the, you will find the link in the, uh, on the official website, datascienceathome.com. And also, before we say goodbye, well, you will find some of the links that uh, Mar and I have been discussing today. Uh, some of the references will be added to uh, the show notes of this episode, as always, at datascienceathome.com. Ciao. You've been listening to Data Science at Home podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean to get new fresh episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit our website at datascienceathome.com.